This is Corey Dillon. This is Isaiah Stanback. Hi, I'm Kevin Gogan. My name is Lincoln Kennedy. This is Elijah Jackson. I'm Thaddeus Dixon. My name is Jonah Coleman. What's up, everyone? It's Cam Cleveland. This is Cody Pickett, University of Washington. I'm Eric Bjorkson. My name is Jurassic Party. This is Bryce Butler. This is Tyler Owens, the Director of Strength and Conditioning for Washington Football. And you're listening to the Bow Down Podcast. Listening to the Bow Down Podcast. Hey, y'all listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And this is the Bow Down Podcast. And you're listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And I'm listening to the Bow Down Podcast. Listening to the Bow Down Podcast. You're listening to the Bow Down Podcast. You're listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And y'all listening to the Bow Down Podcast. Go Husky. Thank you for listening to the Bow Down Podcast. You are listening to the Bow Down Podcast. And it's coming from the legend. The one and only. One of one. And you are listening to the Bow Down Podcast right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, back again with another episode of the Bow Down Podcast. I am Joe McGrath, and alongside me, as always, my co-host, John Garris. John, there's not many people in this world, let alone on this podcast, that can make me look as small as our next guest does. The biggest news out of Washington in the last week or two for our Washington Huskies stands at six foot five, tipping the scales at 295 pounds. He signed a letter of intent to play at Arizona this upcoming season, but when Coach Fish made his way from Tucson up to Seattle, he decided Washington was the place for him as well. Hailing from Garden City Community College, this defensive lineman will be giving opposing centers and guards nightmares for years to come. We welcome Bryce Butler to the Washington Huskies and into the Bow Down Podcast. Bryce, welcome, and thank you for joining us tonight. How are we doing today? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So as Joe mentioned in his little introduction, you were originally committed to play at Arizona under yeah. Coach Fish for this upcoming season, yeah. so that. Coach Fish came to Washington, you followed suit, and you also made the move to Washington now. So I'm assuming Coach Fish and his entire staff had a big role in now you recommitting to him and coming to Washington. What did What is it specifically about him and his staff that made you want to come to Washington? Like the biggest thing for me was just that culture they already had established, you know, um, when I took my visit to Washington, like it or to Arizona, excuse me, it immediately felt like family. You know, they welcomed me with open arms. All the coaches were really cool. And specifically my my coach, Coach Kalfusi, um, he was like, you know, just showing telling me exactly what he has planned for me. And, you know, it sounded great. Like it sounded what I want, because what I want is, you know, someone to push me to become, you know, get to that next level so I could become the best version of me. So when they took that leave um, from Arizona with Washington, I was like, man, I don't know if I wanted to stay at Arizona with a half uh, with a staff that's inheriting me. And, you know, they're not too familiar with me. I'm not too familiar with them when, you know, Coach Kalfusi, he, he already made me feel like family. He already told me what the deal was and I had an opportunity to, to go to Washington. I said, let's do it. Nice. Bryce, your journey is a little different than most of D1 athletes these days, you're seeing a lot of three, four, five-star athletes declaring for 
one of the 40, 45 schools that offer them. Mm-hmm. You went to community college, a JUCO yeah. community college route um, with the uh, Garden City Community College. Talk to us about your journey, how you ended up there, why you went there, and you know your, when you started getting some national attention at the high school. Yeah. 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 So basically, I mean, to be honest, out of high school, like I had a lot of people around me that were getting a, you know, a lot of attention, a couple other big names on the team. But for some reason, I guess, I don't know, I guess that's just how the game goes. You know, sometimes I was just under flying under the radar. I was under recruited. So I didn't really have a lot going on out of high school. I had a couple FCS offers, but, you know, it was kind of on and off the table and all that stuff. So I just, um, the only Juco that had reached out to me was Garden City, like, and the D-line coach, he said, yo, I see really something really special in you. Like, he's like, I think if you, you know, if you want to kind of roll the dice and come out here and, and you know, take the Juco route, he told me it's not going to be easy. But, you know, if you stay if you stay strong and you're really serious about your craft and, you know, if, if you really love the game, then I think this is a spot for you. And I was like, man, you know what, let's, let's just do it. So. Yeah, uh, I early enrolled in Garden out of out of high school, left that spring or out of high school, early enrolled into Garden. Um, and, you know, man, when I got to Juco, I was like, <laughs> I don't know how long I could do this for. But over time, like, you know, it, it honestly it makes you appreciate the game a lot more, Juco, like because you see how many people like come in and out of Juco. It's, it's insane. I've seen hundreds of dudes come in and just be like, man. They couldn't either they couldn't handle the workouts, you know, the food, whatever the case may be. You know, and we had big names like four stars coming in, bounce backs from all these big schools, and they just couldn't handle the JUCO life. So it's like you gotta have a different type of love for the game to make it through JUCO. So yeah. And then, and then like <clears throat> I think around after my first season, I started getting a lot of like you know, all the messages on Twitter and all the all the love from all these different schools, but my grades weren't there just yet. I had to stay one more semester at JUCO and then, or one more season. And so I stayed the next season and then, you know, all the coaches from the previous uh, season were still, you know, still with me. And so the offers started rolling in and then the more offers started rolling in, everything started picking up and yeah, man, it just turned out good. God bless. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm not sure if you know, but Garden City Community College has done the Washington Huskies good over these over their history. Uh, not sure if you know, but legendary running back Corey Dillon also went to Garden City Community College, who we also had on our show earlier. Uh, what's in the water over there? What is the program like? How are they able to put out all these D1 players at a high level? Man. The thing about Garden is the people you see making it out of Garden, like whether, you know, whether it's D2, D1, if you could sit in a JUCO, like especially in that conference, you know, sit in the JUCO and go through the grind. We had 4 a.m. workouts. You know, we don't have obviously we don't have the resources like a D1. So it's like those are people who really love the game of football and who are really, you know, like willing to bet on themselves. And, and and have you know face some risks so i think that's all it is man it's like the people who make it out of juco really love the sport and 
you know, they're willing to push as hard as it takes. So when you get to that next level, it's just like you have everything that you didn't have at JUCO. You have all the resources, you have the workouts, the the meals, all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Bryce, Ryan Young of 24-7 Sports says you do a great job playing the nose guard position with quick hands that are lethal to go with your lightning fast release. That's something that excites us here on the Bow Down Podcast. I wasn't able to find a lot of Garden City Community College footage, watching your <laughs> high school stuff from back in the day. But yeah. tell us a little bit about your game. Is there someone either past or present at mm. the pro level, at the college level, that you model your game after, that you enjoy watching? Yeah. Um, I mean, me personally, like, I never really modeled my game. Like, I would watch a bunch of different D linemen and, you know, my, some of my favorites were like Nadamik and Sue, you know, obviously you got to love Aaron Donald uh, all, all across the board too. So it wasn't just the, like the big guys. I would like dudes like Chase Young and, you know, dudes on the edge, stuff like that. I would love to watch their game and I would take certain things from them and I would put it in my game and just see what works, see what works, see what doesn't work. And if it was working for me, I would just keep it. But now nah, definitely I say the best thing I personally believe about my game is, you know, that knockback. I'm I'm really good at playing behind the line of scrimmage. Like, so, you know, I got the long arm. So it's, it's always good for me to just use that knockback. You know, when you mix it with that good release too, a lot of O-linemen aren't expecting that, you know, me to just come off the ball and get in them like that. Like, yeah. so. so now I don't want to sound like an ignorant American, but <laughs> you hailing from Toronto, what is the football scene like in Canada? Obviously, everybody knows the Canadian Football League, but what is it like growing up, playing football, being a football fan? Is mm-hmm. it like the other sports? Is it kind of like down on the pedestal of all the other sports, like hockey, basketball? Yeah. Uh, did you start playing at a young age? And who's the best football player to ever come from Canada? Ooh. Okay. Um me personally, I so starting like when I started playing, I started playing at eight years old. So I have been playing for a while. And the thing about Canadian football is like, I would say it's down on the pedestal, like compared to the other sports, you know, all the hockey guys were getting all the glory and stuff like football. No one really cared about football, you know, it would just be parents at the games. There's no like diehard die fans or anything like that. But um, yeah, so but like, you know, it's just it's a different game too with the three downs and everything. It's 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 honestly hard to like you know really get a good film and stuff when the ball's turning over every second. You know, and the fields are so big, so it's a lot of like passing and outside run game. It's, it's just a whole different game. But I I grew up playing it, man, and I mean you know I fell in, that's the game I fell in love with, so I can't really complain about it. But um, yeah, and in regards to my favorite Canadian football player. I got to say, when I was a kid growing up, it would have to be Pinball Clemens. He was a running back for the Argonauts. And, man, he was just something else. Like, <laughs> I've never seen nothing like that at the professional level. Like, him just bouncing off, dudes running around. Like, And, you know, as a kid, everyone wants to play running back. You know, everyone wants the glory oh, and all that stuff. So, man, watching him was like nothing else. Like, that's I'm pretty sure did, did you just post something about you playing running back back in the day or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was I was bigger than everyone else, but I still <laughs> like to tote the rock, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 
Bryce, you mentioned before we started recording, you're spending some time with family before you go and get settled in up in Seattle. What's your off season looking like? When are you going to be back on campus? What are you looking at with workouts, classes? Yeah. Talk to me about what the off season is looking like for you. And off season has just been looking like, you know, working on the courses I have right now and, you know, just getting into working. So I'm able to come make an impact. Like right when I, right when I come in, you know, as a transfer player, you got to be able to come and make an impact for the team. You know, you don't, you know, obviously you're going to develop and get used to the, how it goes at the D1 level, but yeah, I just been here, you know, putting in the work. So I'm ready to come perform right when I get there. And um, yeah. What was the other question? My bad. Like workouts. When are you getting back? Are you, Cause you're with family now. I'm assuming you're not in Seattle, right? Yeah. No, no. Uh, I'll, I get into Seattle in March, mid March. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, before spring ball, a couple of weeks before spring ball, so I could get you know used to everything. Yeah, just for that third quarter. Cool. All right, so Bryce, the floor is yours. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about? Where can Washington Husky fans and Bow Down podcast listeners find you on all over social media? Yeah, y'all, y'all can find me at all over social media. At Who is Brizo? You know that's my name for everything. Everybody just calls me Brizo, by the way. So. but yeah man i appreciate y'all having me i'm excited to come to washington i know the program's you know going in a great place um like i said coach fish if you look what he did at arizona man i believe he truly is capable of you know doing the same thing at washington and and you know picking up where you guys just left off after this amazing season so i'm excited to come get the work and let's do it let's go huskies awesome bryce Always a pleasure, my friend. You're always welcome to rejoin us here on the Bow Down Podcast. Maybe in March, April, once you get settled in in Seattle, we can link up in person and talk some football. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right? Yes, Uh, sir. And, John, once again, big shout-out to Bryce Butler joining us here on the Bow Down Podcast, talking all things Washington Huskies football and his journey to get to Seattle to play for these Huskies. Speaking of people who are working their way to Seattle, we got some coaches, some new coaches, and National Signing Day signees. John, you want to run through the list, see who's joining us up in Seattle? Well, one of the biggest names that they they hired is their new defensive coordinator. Famous last name, but this is really his first huge gig that he gets at the coaching level. Steve Belichick, son of Bill Belichick. Um, He's called the defense the last three years in New England. And other than that, he's had kind of small coaching gigs within the Patriots organization. But he's coming from a a great dad who's one of the best coaches of all time. And they already been on record saying, Coach Fish has already been on the record saying, don't be surprised. If you see Bill Belichick constantly walking around the campus or you see Pete Carroll, whose son also is coaching, uh, if you see him walking around campus, those are two really great minds and those are two really big football guys. So it's going to be hard probably to even just keep them away from the university itself. And then coming along with him is Vinny Sanceri, uh, assistant coach. He played with Tyler Owens. So it kind of comes full circle with the Alabama Crimson Tide. So spent some time there. He was a 
New England Patriots defensive backs coach. He's going to coach the safeties in this upcoming season for the Washington Huskies. But you get two really young guys, two guys that are out there to prove themselves on the coaching level. So I think they're two great hires. I know a lot of people are questioning the Steve Belichick because this is really his first big time gig that he's ever had. And people think like, oh, it's just the name. Uh, If he wasn't a Belichick, he'd be a nobody, which is probably true. But I mean, let's 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 give the guy let let him go out there and prove himself. What I'll say about that is, I think having the name Belichick got his foot in the door a lot easier than some other coaches. But John, New England's been top twelve in defense each of the last three years. Exactly. He might have had a, a little part in that. Obviously, Ger- Gerard Mayo, the new head coach of New England, had a big part of that. Um, Sinceri, p- part of that the defensive coalition as well, but you know, there's a reason he is still coaching the the game of football because he knows what he's doing and it runs in his blood. When you're coming from the bloodline of a coach who has six Super Bowl championships with one franchise, um, I think that's a good hire. I think it's a good hire for fish. I think it's a good hire for his, for his whole staff and who to think that you'd have, a Carroll and a Belichick on the same roster, same coaching staff, one coaching offense, one coaching defense. So again, two huge, exciting hires for Coach Fish and his team of coaches for these Washington Huskies. We also had, John, National Signing Day. It was official this last week. Can you talk about some of the players that are going to be popping up in Seattle and playing for these Washington Huskies over the next few years? Now, this this was one of our biggest questions when Coach Fish first got hired because it took a while before players started transferring, players starting to commit, to recommit. But let me tell you, he's done a great job. He found a lot of talent, a lot of veteran players, a lot of younger players. So I think we're going to be okay. I think those uh, recruiting rankings are so played out like it doesn't really matter Georgia's gonna be number one every single year Oregon's been top five the last three years what has that really gotten them Georgia didn't win the championship this year Oregon doesn't do anything they lose to us twice in one season last year so it it's if you're a five-star, four-star, three-star, it doesn't really matter. It's all really the same thing at the end of the day. The three stars just needs to, to develop a little bit longer, and then they become five stars in two years. So it really doesn't matter. And a lot of the times those five-star recruits don't even add up to the hype, and they're nobodies by the time it comes for, for them to go to the NFL. So nonetheless, I'm just going to rally off some names, give you a little bit about each player. So – First and foremost, one of our favorite commitments and one of our favorite signings, Jonah Coleman, running back from Arizona. That running back uh, running back room is loaded with talent. Uh, he brings 1,000 yards. I just saw the stat today. He led the country in yards after contact, and that's crazy for a – five foot nine 215 pound running back because he's not one of the biggest guys by no means but super excited to to have him come come on board check out our interview with him a few episodes back real cool dude uh he said a lot of great things about coach fish uh one thing one thing real quick jonah if you're listening to this episode i'm gonna need one of those chains like you got my man okay 
You brought it from Arizona. You brought it to, to Seattle. I'm going to need one. You got the JC. I need the JM for Joe McGrath, okay? <laughs> or maybe the BD for Bow Down, all right? Hey. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up, Jonah. Uh, next, next, we have one guy that was kind of in question. He took away his commitment video on social media. Then he put it back. Uh, huge, huge get. I think it could fill a lot of the holes left in the wide receiver room. Jeremiah Hunter from Cal. He brings... 2,000 career receiving yards, over 15 touchdowns in his career, and that's with Cal, who was almost dead last every single season in the Pac-12 in passing yards. Next, we have linebacker Brian Parham from San Jose State. Uh, Productive, productive linebacker. He should be penciled in to start along the sides of Alfonso Tupatala, Carson Bruner, uh, and just pencil him and Devin Bryant, him. Our linebacker room is going to be good too. Uh, next we have this one. This one has me a little bit excited, although Demarcius Davis has been one of my favorite recruits coming into this next class. However, they have another quarterback. So they essentially have two top 25 quarterbacks from the 2024 recruiting class on the same team, which is unheard of. But now uh, Demond Williams, the, Five foot ten, Kyler Murray s quarterback, uh, elite eleven, all the accolades, all the stats, uh, huge time playmaker. So when it comes time for him and Demarcius to battle with each other, that is going to be a sight to see. Uh, we have Raheem Wright, uh, transfer from Arizona, big body, cornerback. You know, I love. The when you're talking about Seattle, I love the big cornerbacks. You can't help but think of the Legion of Boom with Richard Sherman, uh, Cam Chancellor, all those guys just length, getting after it, uh, getting those interceptions, making plays. Uh, next, we have Adam Muhammad, who was originally committed to Arizona. Now he's jumping ship to Washington. Incoming freshman, a lot of production during his high school career. Uh, Another guy, he's similar statue as Jonah Coleman, but right there, I think he could be a real big playmaker. He probably should redshirt this year just because of how many running backs we do. But um, nonetheless, super excited about him. Uh, Just had him on the show, Bryce Butler. uh, Super sneaky athletic, huge. I think his biggest recruiting issue was that he was probably from Canada, so not many people knew about him in the States. So I had to take the JUCO route, dominated the JUCO route, ended up being a three from no stars to three-star JUCO recruit. So super excited for him and real cool guy, as you just seen and heard. And th- this is a huge get uh, from Garfield High School, same high school Isaiah Stanback hailed from, Sean Clark, uh, he's listed as an athlete, but he's projected to be a defensive back. And once again, you know about those Husky defensive backs. They just put them out like it's nothing. It's a revolving door. Come play D-back at Washington. You're going to go to the NFL as long as you start. So you, super excited about him. You know what I heard about Rayshon Clark, too, who his what? comparable player is that got me super geeked? Travis Hunter from Colorado. Ooh, and, and that's, that's like what I just said. He's listed as an athlete, defensive back. 
could play wide receiver. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next, we have Justin Halekema. They call him Big Moose, six foot eight, three hundred pounds, absolute freak of nature. You already know he's gonna be in the locking down that left tackle position for years to come. Pencil him in right now. Don't even redshirt him. Uh, next, we have Deuce Davis, the transfer from Arizona. Had about six sacks last year, a bunch of tackles for loss. He's going to be penciled in. He could he could start right away. Then we have Jordan Shaw, former Indiana player. He was going to transfer to Arizona. Once Fish left, he left as well. Came to Washington, another guy. I, I guess he likes all these corners in the similar build where they're just long and lanky, which I am a huge fan of. And he could definitely get after it. Then one of the biggest transfers to come to Washington, one of the biggest gets, uh, Ephesians, Prysock. Another guy, similar build, long, tall, lanky, could pencil in, start him right away. So it, it, there's going to be a lot of competition come spring ball. And like I said, almost every time we record, that competition breeds championships. So we'll, we'll see what happens. What, what I'll say about Prysock is, um, it, it hurt us, especially us here on the Bow Down podcast when Jabbar committed to Oregon. Uh, I think was that two weeks ago now, John. I think Jabbar Muhammad, um, easily one of the top five, six cornerbacks in the country, uh, entered the transfer portal following the national championship loss and Coach DeBoer leaving for Alabama. Uh, the rumor was he was going to go to Alabama, follow Coach DeBoer. Um, and I would have been for it, I would have been okay with that. But instead, Jabbar does sign and go to Oregon, which hurts my heart. Um, but again, Bow Down Podcast, we wish him well. But Prysock coming in the same day that Jabbar announces he's going to Oregon kind of eased that pain a little bit, took the edge off a little bit. So excited for him to jump right in that role and fill that void in the secondary. And then going forward, we have brothers Anthony Ward and Isaiah Ward. They are the nephews of NFL All-Pro Bobby Wagner. Uh, Anthony Ward was originally a walk-on at Washington, then transferred to Arizona. Now he's back at Washington. And both guys, a uh, ton of experience, ton of playing experience. Uh, just, you know, good guys to have on the team, period. And they haven't officially came out with it, but they also received the commitment from Audric Harris, the all-world wide receiver from Bishop Gorman. And you know what other wide receiver was from Bishop Gorman? Hit me with it. Rome Odunze. And watching hey. this kid's highlight tape, spot on. It's like he's a replica. Same exact thing of, of what Rome was. So... Super excited about him. I don't, I really don't know what's going on with the official announcement, but, I mean, he said he's coming here, so I guess he's coming here. We'll take it. We'll take all the help we can, um, any and all help on either side of the ball. Listen, you've said it since we've started this podcast. Competition breeds championships. And we got our last Pac-12 championship last year. We made it to the college football finals. We got our Sugar Bowl championship last year. We're just missing that last one. Do I think we're going to win a national championship this year? I'm realistic, John. I don't think it's going to happen. But Coach Fish has put his roots down in Washington. 
and the people he's put it, putting around him, the staff he's built. We've spoke with Tyler Owens already. We have expectations. We're going to be speaking with a couple other people on Coach Fish's staff, and hopefully one day soon speaking to Coach Fish himself. Um, super excited for what he's doing with this program, who he's bringing up to the Seattle area, and the future of the Washington Huskies program. John, anything else you want to add before we kick out of here? Yeah, I just wanted to touch base back on this one point I made. The current Washington Husky running back room going into this next upcoming season. Jonah Coleman, Cam Davis, who missed all of last year and had almost 1,000 yards over 10 touchdowns two seasons ago. Tybo Rogers withdrew from the transfer portal. He's back here. Sam Adams II, Adam Muhammad, who we just spoke about. Will Nixon, Daniel Angada, and Ryder Bumgarner. So it's going to be interesting to see that the way that they divvied this up. Very, very interesting. Uh, a lot of talent behind the behind the line of scrimmage. I think it'll be a good option for some of these young guys, some of these transfers, some of these high school kids coming in to take that red shirt year to learn the Coach Fish offense, the Coach Fish defense, the Coach Fish ways because it's going to be different than what the board was preaching. We don't have, or we don't have coach Grubb calling the offense right now. They're down in Alabama, um, but super excited for what the future holds. Super excited for the future of the bow down podcast as well. A lot of great things, a lot of great content coming your way. Make sure if you're listening to us, if you're watching us, you're subscribed to our bow down podcast channels, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, we are streaming everywhere. Episodes are coming out on a cadence of Tuesdays and Thursdays for now. That'll probably change when it comes to football season. Maybe spring ball, it'll change up with a little more content coming based off of uh, the combine, based off of spring ball, based off of the pro day for our pros that are going to be going to the NFL. A lot more content. And we have a tremendous amount of content already banked up. Um, you're going to be hearing some great interviews with some former studs, some former legends. Like this week, we had Cam Cleland and your boy, Cody Pickett, on the podcast talking to us all things Washington Huskies football. So thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, commenting, and interacting with us. One last plug before we get out of here. Social media is the way you're going to get to us the fastest. We're on Twitter, X these days. It's called at Podcast. And then on Instagram, we're at The Bowdown Podcast. The name of the podcast is The Bowdown Podcast, but we left the the at home when it comes to our Twitter handle. <laughs> I like John, that. anything else before you want to get out of here? I'm good, with, I'm good with everything, bro. Continue following us here on The Bowdown Podcast. As always, I'm Joe McGrath for John Garris. Bow down and go Huskies. Yes, sir. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.